And this is another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style. Now, at the time of recording this episode, it is approximately two days before Election Day in the United States, so it will be dropping on Election Day. And for many of you who are listening to this, you have either voted or you are voting today if you listen to it the day that this episode drops. And if you listen to it afterwards, well, you've voted already, hopefully. And if you haven't voted or you didn't vote and you could, that's a conversation we're going to have at a later date. But I wanted to share with you why voting is so important to me. So I had a friend ask me in a hypothetical world because I am not single would I date someone who did not vote and I simply told them no especially if they're a person of color particularly a black person but I apply this to every single person of color because and women well women specifically but for people of color I find it completely repugnant disrespectful and abhorrent that you do not exercise your right to vote considering so many people died, were beaten, were just straight up treated like the lowest of low to make sure you had the right to vote. The Voting Rights Act is only, what, 65 years old? So that's as old as for people my age, our parents. That is not a long time ago. The fact that we had to have additional legislation in this country, not even a little more than a generation ago, to ensure that people other than specifically Caucasian males had equal access to vote. Let's think about that. We aren't that far removed from that. A lot of those people who were in power then have power or their descendants have power to shape laws or not just that the general attitudes with regards to those sorts of uh, mechanisms in voting you see it all the time with the rampant ideology of this voter fraud to stop people from voting to make it more increasingly difficult for individuals to actually cast their ballot if you have not voted if you do not vote vote and let me get back on topic so yeah i i could not date someone who was that ignorant and that callous with really the basic freedom or one of the basic freedoms of this country and for a person of color because every other person of color or groups of color minority groups underserved underprivileged groups however you want to label them benefited from the repercussions of the Voting Rights Act. Every one of those people, every one of those groups benefited. So if they can't understand it, if they can't understand the power in voting, especially after how 2016 played out, you are someone who I cannot date. But I don't have to worry about that because I'm not dating anybody anytime soon, uh, at least for the rest of my life is the way plans are at the moment. But I wanted to also share a story about why Voting is so important to me. Now, my first experience at a voting booth was with my great grandmother. Now, I'm I grew up in Baltimore City. But my great grandparents were from North Carolina, so they were clearly elderly people. But 
those they lived in rural the rural south and had grown up in the segregated era uh, my great-grandma was born in 1911 my great-grandfather was born in 1921 so they grew up through all that so they have a very clear understanding of the oppression and dealing with racism and my great-grandmother and great-grandfather made it a point to vote every single election primaries general elections presidential years non-presidential years and i just remember going into the voting booth with her and this is back in the early 80s and you had all the levers you had to pull to vote and just being so amazed that she is going even that young age to be able to vote and voting for the people who at that time i held in a lot higher regard than i do now but the vote for the people who make our laws the people who are quote unquote in charge of us as my young mind kind of shaped and fashioned what their positions were and i always thought that was so amazing and she and my great-grandfather always imparted to me just the strength of being able to vote not even so much by words but by their actions at their constant effort to make sure they voted regardless of their health, regardless of transportation, regardless of lack of an ID or what have you at the time. They always made a point to plan out to make sure they had what they need um, in order to vote. And that always has always stuck with me. And that is why I always vote. I vote every election because elections matter. And one of the things that I learned from 2016 is that elections really do matter. There have been two times in my life where I've cried at the result of a presidential election. The first one is 2008 when Barack Obama was president. And as a black man, that is something I never thought I would see in my lifetime was that a black man would be elected president of the United States. So I cried with joy. That somebody like me was the president. That didn't erase anything. That didn't erase the history, the racist history of the United States. But it did show me that under the right circumstances, and which is something that many black men specifically know about all too well, that we can achieve and ascend to a certain place. But a lot of times it has to be the right mix of circumstances and hard work an effort. So that's the first time. The second time I cried was in 2016 when the current president was elected. And I cried because I was scared. I was scared at everything he represented. I was scared with what was going to happen with something that I love, a position that I loved and people that I loved because of who he was, who he is, what he represented, what he wanted to do to the fundamental core of our country and our government most specifically. And the sad thing is, every single one of my fear came true, or my fears came true. Uh, in my professional life, it drastically changed because of BS and lies and political maneuvering uh, due to the current administration and how they make so many policies based on political favors and I'm not saying this as a point of uh, hyperbole or a point of uh, speculation. I'm saying this as a point of seeing how things played out, seeing how science and data and statistics were completely ignored in order to make decisions that fit their narrative. 
and that's a first-hand account that is not someone looking outside of the situation uh, looking and that is someone who was actually in the situation whose life was affected by these decisions all those things happened I've seen and even with the tax bill that was shaped and I'm not trying to mean to get too political but I just see so many changes for the worse in people's lives and that's before COVID uh, because of the policies that were passed and the decisions and how government was reshaped and maybe I see it a bit more acutely because of the era that I live in because there is a direct change associated with administration and policy uh, particularly at the executive ranks within the area that I live in because it's so the government has a large impact in this area due to the employment workforce but I've seen it firsthand I've seen it firsthand and talked to people who have been affected by the trade policy who have lost millions of dollars who've gone bankrupt because of the sanctions placed on China I've seen budgets change and funds funneled elsewhere to satisfy political desires and not the will of the people and again, I am not saying these things from a layman. I'm saying that from someone who is inside the bubble, who is inside and sees the things firsthand or sees things that have directly happened to family and friends uh, because of things, political appointees just doing what they want and really chastising and demeaning and derailing public servants who have served the public trust for decades for their entire lives so that's why i think voting is so powerful because you may not think your vote counts but it really does because a lot of the reasons why we are where we are today with the current administration whether you like it or not is because people did not vote there are so many people who did not vote because they were apathetic they didn't like Hillary, they didn't like what's his name, they voted third party, or they went by the polls and thought Hillary was going to win because so they decided not to vote. You can never ever count on polls. Polls are a subset of a subset of a subset to give uh, uh, news outlets projections on what's going on in the world. They do not speak for everyone. And in the only way you, everyone gets to speak is to vote. So I hope that you voted. I hope that if you did not vote, that you do not speak of anything that happens after Election Day because you lose your right to speak on anything if you don't take the time to vote, if you do not cast your voice. And if your candidate does not win, I know personally if my candidate does not win, I will be greatly disappointed and I will be scared of what will happen with no with blatant the blatant lack of checks and balances that will no doubt happen with another four years of the current administration however i will never ever say that every president is bad and there have been no good things that come out of any presidency there have been some good things come out of this presidency from the um Criminal justice reform. I won't even mention HBCU stuff because as an African American and an HBCU alum, I've seen some some people who some black people who are very much about uh, HBCUs trumping the two hundred and forty million dollars, whatever that the current uh, administration gave to HBCUs, and grossly neglecting the billions that were funneled to HBCUs under the previous administration. The expansion of the Pell grants that this administration has cut. 
that allows many minority and underserved, under and minority students to go to college, not just HBCUs. So I, I'm not even touching that. But there are good things that come out of every presidency. It's just I feel like the bad grossly outweighs any positive effects of this current administration. And I personally hope that uh, once everything is settled on November 3rd, that there is a change in regime at the top. But also, I truly and sincerely hope that we as Americans can change and come together to really move forward. Because I look at our country and I look at our world and I look at the ignorance, the ignorance and dismissal of science from the science of COVID to the science of climate changing. And you have to understand my background is in science. I have degrees in environmental science. I have degrees in natural resource management. So I am educationally wise, very well versed um, in the principles, basic principles of science and environment and climate and ecology. So I very much understand those things and to see individuals who just reject science because they're elitist. I'm like, you will never ever say if your doctor tells you you need a heart transplant that your doctor is wrong. Most of these people. So I hope that we can come together on a common ground and move forward to progress our country to a level where we won't have to deal with things we've dealt with or are dealing with before. There needs to be a radical change. And no, I don't think that there's going to be a radical change if Joe Biden is president. Let me phrase that. A radical change in the right direction. However, I will say that if the current administration loses and a new one comes in, I think that there will be steps in place, one, to correct the wrongs of the past administration, also to set us forward on a new path going forward as a a country, not just economically, but the soul of our country. And that's one thing that I will not say that this current administration has done or will do, uh, just based on not even the news or conjecture, but just based on what I've seen of being directly involved in the process. Now, I hope that you have voted. I hope that you understand that your vote has power. And if you have not voted and did not vote, there's more than like another local election coming your way next year in a couple of months. And if you did not vote, become involved in the process. Learn about your who represents you. Learn about why they represent you. Learn about what they stand for. Campaign for them. Volunteer for them. Do what you can to be involved in the civics of this country. Because it's not just about who's at the top. It's not just about that. You have to remember, these people serve us. These people people serve you. They're your employees. Take back your power. Remember that you have your power. Voting is your ultimate power as a citizen of the United States. And on that note, I'm going to take a break and come back with our fragrance of the week. This week has been a banner week when it comes to fragrance and fragrance purchases. Uh, This week alone, I received bottles of Zaharoff Signature Noir and Signature Royale from the world of Zaharoff or the Zaharoff company. Check out the Instagram at Webster Style to see a stop motion unboxing of that. 
I also picked up a backup bottle of Ferragamo F Black, even though I wasn't planning on purchasing it, but I realized my bottle's almost out, and that's one you need to have in your collection if you don't have it. I also picked up, and the reason I went out and ended up buying the Ferragamos was I was looking for a 1ml bottle of, or 1 ounce bottle of Sean John 3mm, 3am to test out because it was only 10 bucks absolutely loved it by the way i'll talk about that one next podcast but i also picked up a one ounce bottle of power by 50 cent going along with that seizing your power and using your power in voting so this fragrance has been out for a while i believe it's on all the discounters now i actually saw a bottle a what hundred or three ounce bottle for 10 bucks when I was out shopping the other day but let me get to the note breakdown for power by 50 cents we're going to start off with top notes of lemon leaf black pepper and artemisia and that goes into heart notes of dark wood coriander and nutmeg and then base notes of patchouli musk and oak moss now that we've got the notes out of the way let me talk to you about power power pleasantly surprised me it's one of those fragrances where I did not think much of it going in based off some of the reviews that I saw online. Uh, many of the views, they weren't negative. They weren't overwhelmingly. No one was singing their praises of this fragrance in many of the reviews I found online. I have to say I came away quite impressed with um, not just its projection, also its longevity. I really smelled it continuously on my skin for a good eight hours. Uh, it is not like anything I have in my collection, and it definitely smells a lot better and different when I actually wore it compared to just the tester that I did on the back of my wrist when I first purchased it. I definitely think it's a great winter scent. I definitely think it's a good date scent, and it's one I can definitely see that will be appealing to whomever you're trying to get uh, compliments or to get close to you is definitely a scent that in many respects can convey power especially with a romantic situation i'm not sure that i would classify this as an office wear now me personally i would wear it to the office but that is not the sort of impression i get from the notes and then how it wears and how it smells with my body chemistry but I recommend power by 50 cents and the fact that it is very cheap now you should be able to find it at your rack stores probably a, I think it's a 100 ml bottle if not a 50 is going for about 10 bucks at uh, Marshall's or I saw it at Burlington that's where I saw that so you can find them around the rack stores you can find it pretty cheap online as well so that is our fragrance of the week, Power by 50 Cent. And that is another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style in the books. I hope that you went out to vote today. And if you didn't go today, you voted beforehand. And tomorrow is a new day for us to move forward together. If you want to drop us a line, email us at Sartorial and Geek. Nope, that's not correct. Email us at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Find us on Instagram, Sartorio and Geek, and Webster Style, or on Twitter, at Webster Style. Thank you, Rainbow, for your time, as always. Be safe and stay blessed. Yeah. Yeah.
Cause no one man should have all that style Take it off, take it off Pose on the floor, pile it No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.